All right, let's just go right into it. I'm ready to talk about science. Yeah. So welcome to another meeting of the Hardly Boys Book Club podcast where fully grown adults read and discuss children's literature. I'm club president Justin Westover and joining me as always is club vice president Tyler Hendricks. And, uh, you know, it's been a while, but just because Tyler and I got really tired after the last book we read. And we decided to roll out some mats on the floor, and it was going to be nap time. Mm-hmm. And we accidentally fell asleep and slept for three months. You know, it happens. It happens. You know, sometimes you're just plum tuckered out. You gotta, mm-hmm. just gotta snooze it. Yeah, we kept hitting the snooze button for ten years, <laughs> for ten weeks, <laughs> almost a ten years. We have long beards. Yeah, but we're fully rested now. We're ready to get back to uh, reading kids books our brains are at maximum capacity and we might as well use our our brain power that we've acquired to read a book about science yeah do you like silent silence i do like silence (laughs) be quiet do you Ah. like science (laughs) uh yeah science is good (laughs) I'd, i'd i'd say you know, overall, maybe this is a hot take. Maybe mm-hmm. this is an unpopular opinion, but I say overall, science has done pretty good. Yeah. You know, today in today's day and age, you might be considered controversial stance to say that science is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also a big fan of science. Um reading this book uh reminded me of the golden days of science for me back in grade school when every year our our school did a science fair did your school do a science fair uh absolutely i've entered in multiple science fairs uh got to go to like a couple of like not state but like i guess regional science fairs like the the next le- the next rung up from like the just school science fair Wow. Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't like that hard. We everybody at our school, including myself, were like kind of just a bunch of idiots. <laughs> it's a tiny school of like I had a class graduating class of thirty people, so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> They were like this is Mississippi, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like, We'll take anything we can get. Uh bring in the kids. Could you guys figure out what's wrong with this thing? <laughs> Light keeps you into, blinking. Yeah, this light keeps blinking. Uh, the streets keep flooding. The power plant won't turn back on. <laughs> you kids take a shot at it. I don't know. Shit. Shit. Uh, would you refer to yourself as a as a kid scientist then? I guess so. Yeah, Even if like one of my happens. science uh, one of my uh, science projects was that. Uh, <laughs> "Quote unquote," making a robot, which was Ooh. just uh, I like wire tied like uh, two remote control cars together. Hell yes, <laughs> so much power! Uh, and like these like really cheap uh, like five dollar remote control cars, but like I had them both together, and then I had uh, I put. Uh, baby doll arms on the wheels <laughs> that were like facing up. So yep. then, like it just looked like it had arms, and then uh, like 
got a a Pepsi can and wrapped it in like printer paper and drew like a face on it and like glued that to the very top for a head. Damn. And then uh, that was my robot. That, wow. Did it, I mean, that sounds like what would lead to Skynet. Like someone would have to come back and destroy <laughs> your little robot. Yeah. Stop advancement of <laughs> robot takeover. That's badass, man. Oh, yeah. Did you get it? Did you get a lot of praise for it? Uh, don't think so. No. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Why yeah, did it's my like robot? What's your thesis statement? Can I make a robot? <laughs> yes, I can. Can I create life? Uh, I did the same sh- shit. Uh, one year. So I don't know how your your science fair was set up, but mine was each every grade participated, and we all just get a a little table every single student would participate if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And you would just go from classroom to classroom, checking out what people did. And one year I did, I made my own robot as well. And it was not even as cool as yours. I just, uh, I had a whole lot of connects. You know oh. what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like the, the Legos for the weird kids. <laughs> not even the poor kids because they were expensive. It was just like, I want mine to have gears. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look like anything re- resembling anything. Um, so I built a big, bl- horribly blocky th- robot thing out of it. And I had a, a little motor that could pivot. And I put that in the center of it so it could like rotate its waist. Yeah. Okay. And then I had a uh, droid doll from the first... First or second episode of Star Wars when that came out, it was just, it was like what C3PO looks like, but it wasn't C3PO. It was like a silver one. Mm-hmm. It was even lamer than C3PO. <laughs> I ripped its head off and it had little buttons to like make it say stuff. It said the lamest shit. It's just like, how, how can I help you? And <laughs> put that into my quote unquote head of my robot. And covered it all up so you couldn't see it, and but let the uh, buttons be exposed in the back, and that was it. That was my robot, and uh, so yeah, you could I could make it turn its waist and make it say stuff. <laughs> it could say, yeah. "How can I help you?" And you could say, "Turn your waist," <laughs> and then it would absolutely. <laughs> Just one thing I can do: <laughs> suck my dick. That's what my teacher said. Now my teacher liked it. He was, he was like in love with my dumb fucking robot, or he just thought I was an idiot and was trying to make sure I didn't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, it's real good, real cool. Um, and uh, my first year, I did I didn't know what I was doing. I think it was first grade, and so I just took a bunch of rocks from my driveway and put them on my on my table, and that was my <laughs> <laughs> exhibit for that year. It was just rocks. <laughs> And the teacher even like tried to throw me a bone. She's like, so what kind of rocks are they? I don't know. Are they quartz? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But eventually all of our, uh, all of our fairs got taken over by either uh, volcanoes, classic volcano. Mm -hmm. Or potato batteries. That was a, that was, that was a thing. It was not as popular. Like the, the, the pickle or potato batteries. Um, it was that or slime. Slime. Well, that's I'm sure that's hot today too. Yeah, that made a great comeback. 
people, yeah. kids loving slime again. Slime's hot. And, and so I got onto the train and I made a volcano one year. And uh, I had a real bitch of a teacher. Hope she's dead. <laughs> this is him. He's all right. And I made, I made my fucking volcano, you know, with the vinegar and baking soda. I mix it up, do the, do the show. And then she comes over and she's like, you know, she's probably seen like 50 of these at this point. She's like, so you did a, the volcano. Very nice. So could you tell me what causes the reaction? Why does it all bubble up? When you mix these two things together, and I had no answer. <laughs> like, I don't know. It does the. It does. The, you put them together and it blows up. What What do you want from me? So she gave me a lot of shit for that, and she was like giving us points for our. It was just her class. It was not required for the fair, but she was like pretty much grading us on our science exhibits. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't make another volcano after that. Too bad. No, I'm definitely not a kid scientist. I'll tell you who was a kid scientist, though. Tyrone Carter, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. Tyrone yeah. Carter, the, the world's oldest kid scientist. <laughs> uh, so if you remember a couple episodes ago, I can't remember which one that was. I think it was a snowy day episode. Yeah, we, I uh, think so, yeah. Yeah, we were digging into the reviews of that, and we came across... The legendary Tyrone Carter, he gave a review of the snowy day, but it was really just an advertisement for his own book with a photo of himself on the on the review. Yeah. And we ended up getting sidetracked by this guy. And we said we would get around to reading reading his book, and here we are, finally reading it. Um, so the book itself is called uh, Tyrone Carter, Kid Scientist. And if you look at the cover of the book on Amazon, you you will know for a fact what the title of it is because it's on the book cover twice. Yeah. <laughs> Once really huge, <laughs> taking up half of the book. <laughs> and then again, above a, a little drawing of himself as a kid. And uh, Tyrone, uh, he's got his bona fides. We went through this on the Snowy Day episode, but he, is a, he has a BS, an MPA, an EDS an ADD then in parentheses ABD so he's he's legit man is a scientist he's a big smarty mhm so uh let's let's dig into a little bit of the author here so we got um he's got kind of a bio on Amazon he kind of lists off his bona fides the man's from Philadelphia which will tie into the story today um, and he's a, he was a licensed principal, so he's way into education. Uh, licensed principal, uh, he's a science teacher, a STEM instructor. And the big fi- thing for Tyrone is he's way into just getting kids excited about science and making it, making it fun. He's one of those kind of guys. If you ever had a, a science teacher like that in school, or went to like a science fair where they had someone come and did cool science. So his stuff is usually like really flashy shit from what I saw. He has a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, with a bunch of like 30 second videos. Did you find that, Tyler? I didn't. I guess you did more research than me. I was like, oh, there's no way there's anything about this guy anywhere on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> He's an obscure dude. Uh, 
he's got just this one book uh so he's not really much of a children's author uh but his his wife i think it's wife yeah carolyn here carolyn carter is i think a a children's author or is the editor on a lot of kids books that so name i think that's how familiar well her st- if you if you go on amazon look her up uh her stuff's kind of weird mm-hmm. it's uh kind of has that same style of tyrone's book but he's got like uh excuse me she's got like uh the prince charming starter kit with a picture of a uh, Prince Frog on there uh, a book called Pieces of Hope and it's like a little girl and she is like deteriorating into dust like <laughs> those Thanos snap memes and then just uh, a whole bunch she has a, a, a series called the Butt Butt Books and it's to teach your kids how to do stuff like brush your teeth I assume it's kids saying butt butt <laughs> <laughs> And then this is an adult. I don't know. It's all over the place. But uh, I think that's how he got into uh, writing this book. But no, he runs a uh, an organization called America's Fun Science. And it has one of the worst logos I've ever seen. It is practically unreadable. <laughs> it's I found it through the uh, its website because it's linked at the end of this book. I was like, got to check that shit out. <laughs> Yeah, the just go to americasfunscience.com. The logo is like a smear of the American flag and then in colors that make it really hard to read, written out America's Fun Science and then like a Einstein blue. emoji. Pink. Yeah, it's 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 pretty rough. Like it's it's on like the the last page of this as well. Also, uh, anybody listening to this if you want to read along with us, uh, this book is currently free uh on Amazon or it's well, free kind with of. Uh, Kindle Unlimited or whatever it is. So if you want to do like we just, yeah. I just did like the little trial thing to get this. Yeah, but. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. If you definitely read along with us. Sky, um, I don't know, buy the book. Um, I bought it after reading it with un- with Kindle Unlimited just to give that guy three dollars. I have no idea how much he actually gets. <laughs> uh, but I'll I'll be honest. I this book isn't great, but. Uh, I just want to say now that I we're not trying to like mock this guy. Yeah, I really love what this guy's doing. He's a better person than me. He's dedicated his life to like helping other people and inspire, trying to inspire kids to get excited about science, which is hard. You know, it's tough to get like, especially like math and science were subjects I had a hard time getting on board with, especially the harder it got. Yeah. Uh. And I loved like, I think eighth grade, they did. They always had like this science show at my junior high, where the all the science teachers got together and put on a show doing the same kind of shit, like stuff where it doesn't actually teach you anything at all about science, but it just looks cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like they would use uh, liquid nitrogen to freeze shit, like freeze an orange and then just shatter it on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> or freeze a, a cheese puff and eat it, and then like the stuff's like shooting out of his nose uh they like blew they like flipped a garbage can upside down and made something explode underneath it i don't know what (laughs) (laughs) something blew up in there made it shoot into the air um and that's what he's doing uh so support tyrone on his his journey helping kids out and 
I think that's one of the main reasons why he made this book. I don't think he was really like trying to cash in on <laughs> trying to make the big bucks in the kids books world. Yeah. But getting that out of the way, this this is a, a special book and we I don't really want to pull any punches because we don't do that with any other author. So it's only fair. Yeah. Like we <laughs> appreciate uh, the spirit in which this book was made. The yes. execution, however, uh, is a it's 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 to be desired yeah it's (laughs) so just let's just dive right into it so you know what we're talking about yeah um there's a dedication right at the beginning that i love uh the book is dedicated to his wife carolyn who is the wind (laughs) beneath his wings It's, it's very lovely he also dedicates it to his uh mom and dad for uh, and his family and his friends, everybody, anybody, everybody's life, for giving him support. And he made this in 2016, so not that long ago. Yeah, and apparently all the illustrations are done by him. So are they? I mean, it says it's copyright by him. Text, illustration, and photo copyrights 2016 by Tyrone E. Carter. All right. Well, I got some questions about that. Uh, we'll just go into it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, would so, you believe this is West Philadelphia, man? West Philadelphia. <laughs> Born and raised. <laughs> In the 1960s. <laughs> Outside uh, playing b-balls, how I spent most of my days. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, starting out, like, a lot of this, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of, like, photos that either he took or they could just be like stock mm-hmm. photos that, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, it's this. It, it starts out. Uh, this is a true story based loosely on my childhood. It's a true story and it's loosely based. So there's that. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, true story based loosely on my childhood in West Philadelphia in the 1960s. The block where I grew up was made up of 70 row houses all stuck together. <laughs> I lived on the 1400 block of Felton Street. We've got like a nice. So, if you want to go hunt down his childhood home and take a look at it, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you've also got a a picture there. Also, like, there's this gigantic frame around every page, which I think is maybe to try to help hide the fact that all these images are kind of low resolution. Uh, like, it it is unique what's going on here. It's it's a trip, man. Like, it's a bunch of like hyper colored super vibrant images stuff like you'd see like framed and put into like uh a cafe or something i don't know of just like apartment buildings like city apartment blocks yeah taking up most of the page and a big chunk at the bottom that's like green and then his text there and then really small with a white border in the middle here's the actual pictures which will either be Pixely photographs or pixely, I'll say, I, I guess some of those have to be his drawings, but I'm going to say most of that is clip art <laughs> that he just <laughs> Googled. Yeah. I tried to find the clip art myself, but I couldn't. So, no, I have no proof that he did that. So, maybe he did draw all these. And we get, I get, we get our first drawing on the next page. We do. Uh, uh, my family, the Mackenzie family, had seven children. I was the middle child, age 12 in 1964. Uh, I loved to read, and I loved science. 
And we've got a picture of him just looking down, reading a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's loving it. So that's how you know yep. it's true. It's true. Uh, we've got <laughs> this sex illustration, which is just like, it seems like a completely different style. So I understand where you're like, uh, some of this has to be like, like all the drawings are like completely different styles. Like it yep. seems like. so, and I'll, But also have like a clip art vibe. Like this one looks, the next one's a drawing of his stepfather. And it yeah. looks like clip art of Bill Cosby. It really does. It looks like somebody took the like art of Bill Cosby's face and put it onto like an MS Paint drawing, and just like, traced like, it. Yeah, like because as far as far as like the rest of it, like you look at the body, like that's just like a really simple like line tool body. Yeah, but then, like, but then weirdly detailed face. <laughs> God, I just love my kid playing with the sides. Put <laughs> it pop. Can he even do that anymore? He's such a tainted name. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not even fun to impersonate him anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't even see. Used to, I used to see a lot of gifs of Bill Cosby online. I don't even see that anymore. Even the internet's kind of moved on from old Bill. Even the hot dog wiggling one. I think that one would have stuck by. Uh, but yeah, like it introduces his dad, tells him that, that tells a little backstory about his dad and his mom. They married when they were young, etc. cetera. Uh, they also love to read. Uh, and like this, it turns out like I kept thinking like, oh, this is just going to be like a nice little story about him as a kid, uh, and kind of like about how he learned to love science and stuff. But it, this, this is kind of like just a rambling mess of a book there's almost no story more than half of it is exposition describing his entire family i mean i thought they would just yeah i thought they were going to show up or like be important in rest in the rest of the Mm -hmm. story but it just says who they are so we keep plowing through random clip art yeah (laughs) mom we've got way different yeah uh and we've got Antoinette, his oldest sister, who looks like it looks like he had like the image smaller, and he was like, "Oh, I've got to get got to get this to fill up the whole page." But then, like, he just stretched it like vertically. Yes, <laughs> but didn't She's think very to, like, skinny. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then he just like he'll say what their names are, what their ages were. In 1964, yeah, specifically um, 1964, yeah, which I guess is when the story takes place, uh, and just kind of gives a little bit about each one. I don't know. Also, like, yeah, very difficult to tell. Like, if you don't have like the descriptions of these these kids, it's hard to tell like what age they're supposed to be because, like, I guess like the oldest sister could look like she's a 16 year old, but then it's like Billy is the second oldest. You're like, oh, he's like a little baby, but no, he's 14. <laughs> yeah, he looks three years old. <laughs> supposed to be fucking 14. Supposed to be older than Tyrone. <laughs> and yeah, and then Rhonda looks like a Native American. I don't know. It's it's all over the place. So, oh, I I just want to get to Jerry. Yeah. I love Jerry. <laughs> Jerry is high as fucking. Oh, he's having a great space. time. He has hired an international space station. God damn, he looks like he's forty. He's supposed to be one of the youngest <laughs> ones. He got bags <laughs> under his eyes. My God, been tough for Jerry. Good old Jerry, born with red hair. Born with red hair, and he loves to ride horses at the stable. 
yeah, that's, I did not see that coming for living in inner city Philadelphia. Yeah, like <laughs> literally describing like his his family being poor, living in inner city Philadelphia, and then like to go ride the horses at the stable. He's a really lover of the equestrian sport. <laughs> Fancy a game of polo, my mm-hmm. my comrades, my old boy. And then blah 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 blah. We get through his whole family as mm-hmm. siblings, and then we get to the adventure. Yeah, this is one of his many adventures, he calls it. Uh, it happened to him growing up and what he learned. Uh, True story. Yeah. It's I like learned to read though. at the age of four. My first book was Kiki Goes to Camp. We were poor and my family could not afford to send me to camp. But when I read this <laughs> book, I could see everything at the camp, just like I was there. <laughs> well, uh, shit, but now we definitely need to read Kiki Goes to Camp. Yeah, we should. I feel like I'm there. I never went to camp. <laughs> uh so yeah, it uh, keeps on going. There was no internet or personal computer in the 1960s. So whenever I wanted to know something or visit someplace far away in my mind, I walked to the library on 65th and Haverford Avenue to check out a uh, check out or read a book. I don't know why I did this, but I, I went on Google Maps to see if that library was still there since it gave the exact address. Yeah, there's no library there anymore. I don't know Sad. what was yeah. there. Like fast food, fast food restaurants. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. also good. <laughs> it's it's an improvement. <laughs> Free Wi-Fi there. Book. Get one of these books. Get in some burgers. <laughs> you can't eat a book. Uh, oh man! Now we get had, into the real adventure. Yeah, I had many friends. One of my friends was Dean Doubting Thomas. In quotes. Uh, mm-hmm. No matter what you told Dean, you wanted uh, you wanted to do, he would say, "No, you can't," or "I don't believe you." Uh, one so, day, Dean, the, the grammar Thomas. here, the grammar here sometimes. Yeah, well, he's a science teacher. He's not. An yeah, he's not an English teacher. This was Carolyn's job. Yeah, she's, she's the editor. She, she dropped the fucking ball, Carolyn. God <laughs> damn it, Carolyn! You're the kids' author here. So it gets a little confusing at times about who's saying what and what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, for this story. And I, I love that his nickname is Doubting Thomas. I mean, but, come on. That's something the- that <laughs> you yeah, your parents say or like people in the 1920s said. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard that, like, I don't know if Doubting Thomas is, like, a phrase that has been it used. Is. Okay. I've heard of Doubting Thomas, but it was, like, either said by a really old person or it was not it was just said at that one moment like don't be a touting thomas it wasn't a fucking nickname it, yeah you know, that's like me calling you a nervous nell old nervous nelly tyler nervous nelly like i get as a, a phrase in general because it has the alliteration doubting as thomas do just- i don't know yeah i don't know why there's no alliteration one time there was a guy named thomas and <laughs> boy did he doubt <laughs> he was slamming that doubt button on uh, L.A. Noir. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, one day, Dean Doubting Thomas and I were standing in front of my house eating chocolate chip cookies, and uh, they've illustrated oh, this time. by taking the previous art uh, of uh, both of these characters and just kind of like putting little cookies. Like Dean Doubting Doubting <laughs> Thomas, uh, his illustration initially was like him with like. Like one arm crossed and the other one like kind of like 
with his fist over his mouth like he's thinking, perhaps mm-hmm. doubting something. Uh, <laughs> and then the for this illustration, uh, they've just put a cookie over his fist, so it looks like he's just <laughs> shoving a cookie in his mouth. Punching a cookie into his mouth. <laughs> and then, yeah, using an illustration, I think that's on the cover of the book, um, that does not look good shrunk uh shrunk down because he's if you look at the cover of the book he's uh tyrone's got little bitty claw crab like (laughs) little broken nubs of hands and now shrunken down just looks like his hands were cut off and he just like photoshopped the cookie on top of it and then so everything's been a white background so far if it's a if it's a drawing but to to show him hanging out with his friends. You clearly have like one clip art of a bunch of random kids drastically looking different from each other, sitting on like a stoop, um, eating, I think. It shows them eating cookies. Uh, you know, we have like Jewish vampire, sad Jewish vampire kid. We got a kid with a top hat. Uh, it, there's one that's like got a giant lump of a cookie in his mouth. And some he's wearing like a knit cap. It's kind of like South Park, where it's like you know, like what, what? <laughs> Everyone has to have a different hat. Um, and it, it does not look like they are occupying the same universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, um, it's it's the best. Yeah, uh, they they're and, all hanging out eating cookies, but apparently uh, they were starting to get the cooking cookie eating throat clog <laughs> you know when that happens <laughs> that generally happens whenever you're just like punching cookies into your mouth eventually things clog oh, Tyler, <laughs> i got the cookie eating throat clog help me and uh dean doubting thomas said uh and <laughs> it's the same illustration two pages in a row but like yep shrunk but down like, worse squished like <laughs> Because he needs to fit uh, more text in there. Yeah. So uh, this, this says, uh, Dean Doubting Thomas said, boy, I wish we had some milk. Uh, I said, maybe if we had some peanuts, we could make some milk. And Dean said, boy, you crazy. These cookies must have rotted your brain. You can't get no milk from peanuts. Uh, All right, Tyrone. Who the fuck would say that? Who the fuck would say, like... Oh, man, we could go for some milk. You know, if we had some soy, <laughs> we could make some milk. Yeah, that's my the friends. easiest way to, to get some milk is like go through the process of uh, milking some nuts. Yeah, milk does nuts dry, so you can slurp down those cookies, break up that clog. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I would have wanted to hang out with Tyrone as a kid. He's like yeah, the kid I mean, that like... Every time they read something new or learned something new, they had to like ham fist it into a conversation. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get that. That's kind of fun. It's like you learn something interesting, and the next time that like something vaguely related comes up, you're like, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I heard that. Uh, uh, did you know that elevators ding twice when they're going down, once when they're going up? Isn't that weird? Wow. Yeah, thanks, Tyler. Cool. Yeah. Any, you learn anything else? No, that's the only thing I've ever you want to share with us? That's, that's all I've ever learned in my entire life. All right, now shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, uh, my Game Boy died. You know, if we had a potato, I could power a bulb. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, Dean Doubting Thomas told everyone outside, uh, that Tyrone is crazy. Now he thinks you can get milk from peanuts. Everybody's still looking bashing at him. him. <laughs> still going at it. Yeah. Uh, everybody started making fun of him, apparently, laughing at him. He uh, Apparently, Tyrone felt bad, but he knew he had to prove his point. So mm-hmm. he went to the library. He found a book uh, about George Washington Carver. And Hell yes. He, and he He's using the power said, of books. Yeah, look at this. This book said George Washington Carver made peanut milk. And, uh, and then everybody's like, wow, I guess you're right. <laughs> Here's the thing. All right. So he he gets this book, uh, proves his point by mm-hmm. sh- presenting it to the kids, um, and then does not explain how George Washington Carver made milk out of peanuts. Yeah, as a book that's like about the love of science, you think that there'd be like something in there for kids to be like, yeah, this is how peanut milk is made. But... Uh, no, nope. It it feels like he's just held this grudge for years. <laughs> yeah, like this, it feels like a fantasy he's redone in. Where this time worked out in his favor. Oh yeah, <laughs> like this happened. And this the true story was that the kids just made fun of him, and he never got the confidence to show them the book. <laughs> like, you like that, Dean? Dean, you piece of shit. Or he just like showed them the book and they didn't care because it was still yeah. dumb for him to just bring up being like, hey, let's nut some let's, let's nut some peanuts. Let's, uh, let's smoke some peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like came back with a book and they just book checked him. Get that shit out of here, nerd. Yeah. Fucking milk, milk nut. What uh, about the peanuts? <laughs> but no, in this world, in this story, Everybody's like, wow, you're right. Um, and then everybody starts to laugh at uh, Dean for being such a fucking idiot. Yeah, but Dean. So here's, so here's the second problem I have. <laughs> okay. Um, so he doesn't teach any science, but maybe he teaches a lesson about bullying, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Dean got everybody to laugh at him. But no, when he shows that Dean's an ignorant fool... Uh, so everybody says, Dean is the dummy. Ha 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 And everybody just keeps laughing at Dean. And then Tyrone even says, I told you, Dean. And then Dean just kind of takes it. So everybody gets to now laugh at him for being stupid. Yeah. But uh, Dean learns the, the power of knowledge, I guess, because he asks to borrow the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though this is a, a library book and you really shouldn't, like, Secondhand loan it. Yeah, uh, he's like, sure, yeah, just make sure I get it back. <laughs> that's like the last word of this. Yeah, of this story. that's the last word. And then, like, this is how you know this is a science teacher because this is some fucking science fair ass shit. Uh, yeah. After that, what I learned, and <laughs> you got like bullet points. I learned that books have power. Uh, if you read books, they give you power. Shit. Uh, the library will always be there for you. We. <laughs> learned that's not the case apparently. Nope, that's what made me want to check <laughs> sometimes it goes away and becomes fast food chains serving hopefully peanut milk 
the end. And it's a, a picture of Tyrone and a giant cookie and a really warped photo of uh, the George Washington Carver book that he was yeah. showing off. Yeah. And uh, then I guess maybe his wife, who was editing this, was like, uh, Tyrone, this isn't long enough to be a children's book. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't think it was I, don't, I can't. There's no possible way to make this story longer. Uh, I've already told everybody about all of my family. And yep. gave each uh, family member yeah, a page no. each. First, the first thing he wrote was the Dean saga. And she was like, this is too short. So then he's like, well, I guess I could describe each member of my family. Still too short. Um, well, we could teach him how to make a paper rocket. Okay. That's fun. That's science. Yeah. Yeah, so then after the story ends, there's a how-to guide on how to make yourself your own paper rocket. And it's multi-pages long. There's like eight steps. No, 10 steps, 12 steps, 14, sorry, there's 18 steps to make your rocket with a fo- with photos as a guide. Mm-hmm. And essentially what you end up making after all of that work is if you've ever had a straw at like a restaurant with the paper on outside and you rip the one side off and then yeah. you blow onto it and it just shoots off and you hit somebody in the face with it, that's what this rocket is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but but it looks like a rocket, so that's what makes it science. True. It looks more You're like about a rocket. aerodynamics with those little fins. <laughs> yeah, it would. It flies much farther with those fins. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you uh, want to make your own rocket, definitely uh, get this book. It'll be worth the money. Tyler, did you make the rocket? No. Did you grab yourself a sheet of paper. No. I don't. I don't have any paper. You're too poor. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the library, library. I think they have paper. They're they're always there for you. It's true. And when I went to the library, uh, it wasn't there. It's a fast food restaurant instead. But they had straws. So (laughs) look, a rocket. (laughs) Everyone, look at me standing up on a table. I made a rocket. Next Um, stop, peanut milk. (laughs) Get get down from there, you madman. No. With science, I'm unstoppable. Um, uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of the story. That's the end of the book. So then, at the very end, uh, it teach it tells you about the author, and uh, you can learn all about his many titles, his jobs. He's a veteran, and he asks you to go check out America's Fun Science, which is still going on. Mm-hmm. You know, Keep in mind, yeah, I don't know it, when he founded this, but is still going on, and it is yep. a veteran-owned, minority-owned, woman-owned yes. company, and also they support girls in science. Good, Which, they covered all the bases. Yeah, mostly girls in science, not so much veterans in science, but it is veteran-owned. If you're a veteran, you don't need to do science. You're uh, yeah, the only science you need is uh, the science in your gun holster. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. And the thing is, like, he's, I don't think we said this, but he is black. Um, so I think that does cover that he covers most of the bases of it being veteran owned, minority owned. He's just not a woman. <laughs> That's his wife. Yeah. I, I assume. I mean, it could be somebody I, else. I don't know. But. Uh, but it is, it is fascinating that he did, he's, how much he's done. Um, 
I don't know if he's still based out of Philadelphia, but the amount of shit that he's been able to do coming out of there is pretty cool. Uh, so let's let's move to the reviews. You uh, found reviews? There's five on Amazon. Oh. And uh, it's this book has a perfect five stars. So let's let's just run them down, shall we? Sure. Uh, I got one from Dennis here. It says five stars. I love the educative humor in the book. It teaches a lot. Would recommend it for any kid out there. <laughs> five stars. Uh, and then five stars. J. Bell Monty. A terrific book that demonstrates the power of curiosity and education. And it is a wonderful homage to the village library. Fun and insightful. I love sharing this with my four and six year old great nieces. <laughs> Sarah Polensky, five stars. Our family enjoyed reading this story. Reminded us of how much power the library holds. Another five star review from Amazon customer. Uh, highly recommend this book for parents, teachers, and children of all ages. Excellent book for children of all ages. Educates while tech. Tacked the topic of bullying in a very friendly manner. I don't know about that. Uh, even adults can pick up tips for discussing this very important topic. All right. And finally, Mo Fanestock. Five stars. The power of books and libraries. This true story of how Tyrone Carter becomes a scientist growing up as a kid from West Philadelphia. Tyrone learned the power of books by using a library and research to prove his point to his friends. And his journey to, be, to becoming a scientist began. Woo, my brain's melting as I read these. <laughs> read that again. And his journey to becoming a scientist began. I hope we hear more from Tyrone and his journey real soon. Did he make any other books? I, don't, I didn't nope. actually think to look that up. Like, nope, this was the one book he made. Uh, I mean, it was so I, I think successful you know, that he decided to never make another one. Yeah, he retired on this after those five reviews. I mean, you know how the journey went if you just look up his biography. <laughs> it went very well. <laughs> All right. With those glowing reviews, Tower, I, I bring it to you. Uh, what did you think of Tyrone Carter, Kid Scientist? Um, I think that it's... Um, it's a book. <laughs> it's a book, I, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate, like I said earlier, I appreciate the spirit in which this was made. Uh, yes. I think that it needs a lot of improvements. Uh, it's mm -hmm. weird that like this was put out with like, like if you have a kid read this, like I guess it, you know, the kid will like enjoy maybe like, oh hey, bullying is bad and knowledge is good, but then also like you're having them read this garbled mess that's even hard for like an adult to like parse like mm -hmm. so i don't hmm. I, so the goal of this book if we just look at the book or tyrone for a second the goal of this book is to teach kids about like what's great about science what's great about the library uh a little bit of problem solving and then like dealing with bullying i guess yeah that's the onus so, do you think it does any of that? <laughs> Not really, no. Yeah. It, what, what it does of that, it doesn't do very well. So, 
So out of uh, 10 uh, baking soda vinegar volcanoes, how many erupt? Uh, I'll, I'll, give it a, a, I'll give it a two. Two volcanoes. Two volcanoes. That's a lot of volcanoes, you know? Yeah. Two out of 10, but that's a lot of volcano. Now, I, I still couldn't tell you, Mrs. Ham, how those volcanoes work, but they do. All right. Just like Tyrone says, <laughs> you can make milk out of peanuts, okay? I'm not going to tell you how, but it just does. You got to look it up. You got to go to the library. Yeah, go find the book. Look go, up. Go find Tyrone vol- and he'll give it to you. Yeah, find <laughs> volcano books. <laughs> just go into the library and just say, volcano book? <laughs> look up the librarian. Volcano? Um, yeah, this is not a good book. I'm sorry to say this. Um, Tyrone Carter, I love you, man. I love what you do. Yeah, I think you've done a lot of good. I just don't think you're a kid's book author. But hey, you only tried it once. Um, I think Carolyn could have helped you a little bit more with structuring this and some of the grammar. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't really do... It doesn't set out to do anything it tries to uh, accomplish in the book. It did, he spent half the time learning about his family. And he kind of ends up embracing bullying as long as he's the winner, you know, as long as he's on the side that wins, it's okay to laugh at people. Uh, And he didn't teach us anything science wise. He did a little bit about like, if you, if you go to the library, you will learn stuff and you can use that in the real world to destroy your enemies, I guess. Um, So I think two is a perfect score. Giving him a grand total of four volcanoes. Whoa. Gushing. Gushing all over. Four volcanoes out of 20. Yep. 420. (laughs) Took up. Now we're going to learn the science of why marijuana makes you... Hi. Howard, take it away. Why does weed make you high? Uh, uh, It's because you deserve it. Absolutely. And that will conclude... This meeting of the Hardly Boys Club. Um, thank you so much for uh, for coming back. Sorry for the huge, huge gap in between recordings. We just had a lot of shit happen in our lives. We uh, we we tend to like try to do these on the weekend because we're busy boys. And I had something like happen every single weekend for like two months straight. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's all it takes. Uh, but we'll, we'll try to get back into the routine of things. So thanks for uh, sticking around and listening to us. Um, if you'd like to follow us for any uh, future episodes or recommend any science books of your own for us to read, uh, maybe we'll actually learn something, uh, just shoot us an email, uh, hardlyboysbookclub at gmail.com. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at hardlyboyspod and then on all the other social media, except Instagram, the one we that Instagram's really blown up, and that's we don't have anything for that. Although I don't know what we would put on there. <laughs> pictures so, of books. Pictures know. of books. Book pics. We'll slide into our DMs, and we'll send you some book pics. Uh, but we are, we are, we're on Facebook and uh, Tumblr, so check us out on there. Follow us on there, and definitely uh, follow us on SoundCloud to uh listen to all the check out all of our previous episodes we got like 40 some odd out there already 
and if you really want to do us a favor, go to iTunes and rate and review us five stars only. Right, Tyler? Five stars. Five stars That's only. Right. That's right. Five stars only. Four stars, not allowed. Just you try to do it, can't be done. If you do less than five stars, we will put peanuts in your milk as a yeah. warning. We will, we will build a giant volcano under your house. I'll sick my baby doll arm robot after you. Absolutely. That thing has killed before, and it will kill again. My robot will then, I don't know, clean up after whatever's left. <laughs> it will swivel its hips very dangerously. We're talking Elvis Presley level hip swiveling. Watch the fuck out. <laughs> If I put a knife in its hand and get it to swivel, I could probably do some damage. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this meeting. Until next time, I've been Justin Westover, the Tower Hendricks. We'll see you later. Bye.